Kia ora and welcome back to Rāroa Radio. It's the weekly radio show where we bring you new recommendations for things you could read, watch or listen to. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about the book and TV series called Heartstopper. And I have Izzy. Hi. James. Hi. And Abby. Hi. All here on the show to tell us a little bit more about it and why you should check it out. First things first though, Heartstopper is a, a series of graphic novels, volume one. Uh, is where you want to start, and it is a uh, yeah graphic novel series by Alice Oseman. It also recently got made into a Netflix TV show, so you can be watching it on Netflix as well, um, and we're going to talk about why you should check out both on today's show. So, team, what are our first impressions of Heartstoppers? My friend introduced me to this book, and he lent it to me, and I read it in like an hour. It was really good, and then I couldn't stop talking about it to him. The LGBTQ representation is amazing, and it highlights the struggles of coming out and finding a group of friends that accept you yeah um that's one of the big themes of the book right is the representation of anyone on the on the lgbtq kind of spectrum there um and it's cool that that is a part of the story i want to dig into that more but i want to hear what you guys think first what stood out to you the first time you encountered the story it came across to me first as just like like kind of generic british comedy except then as i started to watch it more uh, like as he said, I realised it was more of like a like a romantic, queer sort of like thing that can make people feel like more safe. It does a really good job at normalising, right? What it means to have a queer relationship in the show, as well as being, you know, open and honest about the struggles that that can be for you know for people coming out. Abby, what's what's your first impression of the show? Well, I started watching the show as soon as it came out because I had all the books up to that point, and I read them. Like each night I would go through one of the books and I'd just read them over and over again. And I started watching with my mum because I made her read the books. Yeah, oh, classic. And we watched the whole series in two days. Wow. <laughs> it's set in a British school environment. Yeah. And it's a very unique series. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that it's a graphic novel series, right? So it is very yeah. readable because um, you can see and also, you know, read the story as it happens and especially on the netflix series it has some of the little doodles from in the book popping across the screen yeah the leave animations that are very present in the books and on the covers of the books yeah so what would you say to someone that's like you need to check this out because you know why should people check it out it's obviously got very good representation if you want to widen what you know about the queer community, then it's amazing to watch. It has gay characters, bisexual characters, lesbian characters, and rep- good representation of people of colour as well. Yep. I think it's, I'd say, an easy watch. I don't know, depending on what kind of person you are. There are some sad moments in it, but nothing too heart-wrenching. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I want to go back to the diversity of the characters who are there, right? Representation is always awesome when you get to see yourself represented on screen or on the pages. But even if you're not, you know, part of the LGBTQ community, you still benefit from seeing that diverse range of characters and, you know, diverse range of people. Because even if you're not part of the LGBTQ, it shows you how you can relate to them. And it shows lots of different ways everyone can relate. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're so used to our media being very heteronormative, right? Just kind of straight culture media. So, um, yeah, seeing different points of view is always, always a good thing. Uh, James, why why would you suggest people either read or watch? I think why people should read this book or, or read the books or watch the series is, like, like Izzy said, it can really broaden your understanding of, um, like, the LGBTQIA plus community and 
yeah, it definitely shows like a lot of people of color. And so, I mean, that it sounds more reflective of what real life is like, right? If you were in a British high school, um, you are going to see these sorts of people. It's weird that we don't see them in our, in our media all the time. Um, tell me a little bit about the characters. Who does the story follow? The story follows um, like mostly the two main characters of Nick Nelson and uh, Charlie Spring. Nick Nelson is an 11, year 11 rugby player at Truham Grammar School. Um, it's cool that he plays rugby. How uh, much does that kind of feature in the story? Um, yeah, it actually does, because then um, later on in the storyline... Do you get to see a little bit of them playing rugby or a little bit more of the rugby team? They were short player, so then he got Charlie to join, and it shows a lot of that in their progression. Ah, interesting. Yeah, sweet. So he's into rugby. Is there anything else we know about Nick at the start of the series? One of the things that's mentioned a lot about Nick is that he hangs out with the rugby lads, the quote-unquote straight guys, and that is why a lot of the characters say, but Charlie, he's probably not gay. Is Nick openly out at the beginning of the story? No, he's not. Right, so that can be a bit of the tension or conflict. At the beginning of the story, he doesn't really know if he's straight or what he is. So you see him discovering it. He hasn't explored his sexuality. So that's, yeah, a main part of the story is is kind of that journey that Nick goes on. Um, What about Charlie? Tell me about Charlie. Charlie in the beginning is quite quiet and shy and he still is at the end, but he slowly progresses to be less quiet and shy. And how do the two characters meet? Um, so like I said before, they were put next to each other on the seating chart and then something happens and then they have to go help each other. Nick gets blue ink from his pen all over his hands and then Charlie's sent to go help him clean his hands in the bathroom and then they kind of start talking um, and that's kind of where their relationship starts developing. And then Charlie notices that Nick is always saying hi to him and he doesn't, Nick doesn't really say hi to everyone else, but like whenever he sees Charlie, he always says hi. So there are kind of small signs maybe at the beginning of their relationship? Yeah. Also, I think, and also when Charlie Spring uh, sees Nick Nelson all the time when he's saying hi, like Abby said, he always seems really happy about it, like just really happy to see him. And even if he's had a really, really kind of rough day or sad day, uh, he'd still have like a really big smile on his face, which could be like, which could mean that he might like him like early on. Yeah, I mean, that's a nice sign, finding someone who can brighten your day up no matter what's been happening in it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about some of the side characters, the rest of the supporting cast. There's a lot of different representation in the queer community. So we have Tara and Darcy, who are a lesbian couple, and that's revealed like at the very start of the show. And then we have Tao and Al, who are like friends, um, and Al's trans, so she used to go to the grammar school and then she transitions into a girl so she goes to the girls school and that's where she meets Tara and Darcy and an interesting fact is that in the books we had a character called Alad who was one of Charlie's friends and in the Netflix series he gets replaced with a someone called Isaac Hmm. and they didn't really specify why they did this it was hypothetically because they were going to make a whole different series for Alad but I'm not sure if that'll actually happen. Hmm. Would you say it's best to start with either the book series or the Netflix series? I'd say probably the book series. I really like the books. I think they're better than the show. And the books go more in detail, and because at the moment they've got more, you can see them progress even further. Because right now they've only got Heartstopper on Netflix with the like relating to the first book. But next year they're hoping to bring out season two and season three. So season one is a combination of the first and second book, I'm pretty sure. So you could read the first and second book, watch season one, and then 
like read the second and third book and watch season two or whatever and do some research on like which kind of season correlates to how many books it kind of has in it. And she also hasn't finished writing the book series because she's currently still writing book five, which is going to be the last one in the series. I love starting a series that I know has a lot of content in it, um, plus that it has a firm end date as well because you know the story's going to wrap up in a, in a way that's satisfying. Also, if you have finished all the books and you've finished season one, there are many more books out Osman has written with the same characters such as Solitaire which um, has Charlie's sister, Radio Silence which I think is Allard and then a book that's actually called Nick and Charlie which is them after like the comic books it's like um, them going to university and oh, stuff. so it jumps forward in time yeah, and tells the next part of the story Wow. and also with Solitaire it's more like the story from Charlie's sister's perspective rather than from their perspective it's got more what happens in her life out of their life so obviously the show is a really good representation of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, what other media have you guys either read or watched that also does a really good job at representation? I have watched I'm Not Okay With This, which was on Netflix and then got cancelled. We mm. only got one season, which was very good. It's kind of about this uh, main character who kind of discovers there's like, she kind of has powers almost. And the main thing about the show isn't that she's queer, but she kind of finds that out along the way. Um, one that I can suggest is by the author Kay O'Neill. They are a New Zealand uh, author and uh, creator, and they have a bunch of uh, books. One's called Aquacorn Cove, another is Tea Dragon Society. They're kind of aimed at a younger sort of audience, but the stories they tell are just really heartwarming. And again, the queerness of the characters is just taken for granted. It's not the main focus of the the whole world that's being built up around them. It's just a really great series uh, that is, you know, full of fantasy elements. Um, the first one they did was called Princess, Princess Ever After. So, again, kind of strong queer vibes and also fairy tale vibes. I have read that one. Yeah. One that I have is a show called Atypical. It's on Netflix. Well, I think it's still on Netflix. It follows the story of an autistic high schooler and which is, uh, it's really good, it's really interesting, which has queer representation in it. It's kind of uh, hinted that the main character, Sam, might be queer, and um, his sister is definitely shown to be queer in the series. That's awesome. I love, again, seeing more representation in media. It's only really just starting to happen at places like Disney. You know, mm -hmm. like they kind of hinted at that with Luca, but they didn't really oh, yeah, fully commit to that. Disney has a history of being homophobic and I think they're they're also worried about international markets mm. and if they can play their film everywhere in the world then they have to kind of use a different they, they, they self-censor is what they end up doing um, so yeah again really cool to see media being created that doesn't have that same limitation put on it awesome um, and thank you very much for joining me on the show today guys it sounds like a really cool uh, graphic novel series and book series so I hope people check it out thank you thank you bye bye <laughs> This week's show was recorded and edited by Mitchell. Our guests were Avi, James, and Izzy. Uh, it was hosted by me, CJ. Thanks as always to Araro Intermediate for supporting the show, as well as the Children's Bookstore in Calburnie. Our theme music was by Nicholas Alstrom. But before we go, here's one more quick pick from each of us. Izzy. I recommend Howl's Moving Castle. James. I recommend the movie Everest. Mitchell. My recommendation is Haiku, a really exciting volleyball anime on Netflix. Abby. I recommend Back to the Future. It's an old film, but it 
it does lots of time travel. And finally, I'm going to recommend the game Welcome to the Moon. It's a roll and write game that's really fun, uh, and it goes through eight different maps on your way to the moon. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.